0: Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Taylor Wilde. Welcome back to Wild On, season three. The podcast where you get the insider's view of the weird, wonderful, wild world of wrestling. On Wednesdays. Today's guest is a literal unicorn. She is a woman who made the decision as a youngster to live her most authentic life because she did not feel she fit in any particular box so like a true Aquarian, she made her own in a business like wrestling one can feel immense pressure to fit a cookie cutter image today's guest has done the very opposite she is a woman who wants to hold space For all those who feel like misfits in their own regard, a woman after my own heart, ladies and gentlemen, my girl, Willow Nightingale. How is everything?
1: Pretty good. You know, I uh, am very excited for the holidays. I've always been, like, really close with my family, so, like, all the family togetherness over the holidays is just, like, very heartwarming. Good. And and where is home for you? Um, Long Island, New York. I actually just moved back, so I'm (gasps) very close to my family now.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. Where were you living previous?
1: Um, I was living in Philly for two years. Okay. um, Which was nice. Nice. Uh, but like the but reason, yeah, the reason I moved out there kind of like exploded, and then I was like, oh well, I'm just going back home.
0: <laughs> um, was it recently?
1: It was pretty recently. It was wrestling related. Okay, you know, it was just like, oh, I'm gonna take a chance on myself, and then life was like not this time
0: (laughs) but wrestling and entertainment it's all about risks and as you know i don't have to tell you it doesn't matter how hard you work how good you look the stars have to align that is true and it just wasn't maybe your moment with that
1: exact situation yeah i always like i don't regret it at all okay good but i always feel like oh well things happen in their own time if it didn't work out with that something else better is planned
0: Absolutely. And you're home. So that's quite nice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm like literally in my little sister's room right now. So. <laughs> her
0: ceiling? Is thats her ceiling or is that yeah, her wall? She
1: painted it all herself. She's got like groovy lights in here.
0: It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is she your younger sister or your older sister?
1: Uh, she's my younger sister. She's 19. Uh, but I do have an older sister and an older brother. Oh, wow. It's
0: a big family.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and my sister has four boys so
0: holy moly so christmas is gonna be a lot
1: (laughs) oh yeah it's good though because like waking up christmas morning without like little ones is like not the same i agree so it'll be nice to have them there
0: good well i'm excited for you now thank you i want to fast forward to something i read and obviously this is a wrestling podcast but Mm -hmm. in the spirit of that it's more about you know, taking the curtains back a little bit and exploring the human being, especially for women wrestlers, where I feel like there's not a lot of information on our Wiki um, about who we are as human beings. Mm -hmm. But I read somewhere that you feel like you're holding space for a different type of women in the industry you feel like you look different you're a different shape you have a different ethnicity you feel like you're an ally or a part of the LGBT community
1: can you tell me a little bit more about how you feel about you absolutely um I when I started watching wrestling I was around like eight or nine years old and I instantly fell in love with it hence how I ended up becoming a wrestler. But like, I never felt like anyone looked just like me or like I'd see little bits of myself in this body or in that body. So when I started wrestling, it was definitely something that I did just for myself. I was like, well, this is my dream. I'm gonna follow it. Um, I didn't really have a lot of confidence in how far I could go. It was really just kind of something I was doing for fun. But then the more I started doing it and like getting out around places, I started seeing that people appreciate someone who looks like me and identifies with all the things that I do identify with. And then kind of through performing and interacting with fans, I was like, oh wow, like this is so much bigger than just myself. And that's really what kind of made me be like, okay, cool. I'm all in on representation. I own this, I am all about it. Like I've never shied away from who I was. So I'm just gonna wave that that flag as loud as I can. You know, I'm definitely bigger than most women wrestlers. Um, I consider myself uh plus size. I am mixed ethnicity. So like there was a whole bunch of like confusion with my identity growing up outside of being in a spotlight, you know? Just like, right. ow, where do I fall?
0: Right. Um, so just within yourself, let alone how others might guess or perceive you.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I grew up in like a predominantly white neighborhood right. and um, I think there were there were points of me where I was like, Oh, my dad's white, like I'm white. Yeah. And kids made it very apparent to me that like, oh, you're not. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. Kids are ass. But asking. like black Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but but that's okay. Yeah. Like that's how we all learn. True. It's like, okay, sometimes you just have to like rip the band aid off, like, this is life, kid. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think without really having to fit into one place or another, uh, whether that be in whatever kind of cliques there are that exist or whatever, really, I was able to kind of truly pick what I like throughout my whole life. It wasn't like, oh, I just like this because all the other kids that I hang out with like this. It was like, oh, well, this is what makes me happy. So I feel like even from a young age when you're like, try to find who you are, which is hard, right? Like, totally. It's a it's a lifelong journey figuring out who you are. But even yeah. from a young age, I had a pretty good idea of what I personally like, truly liked for myself, and not for other people. Right. Um, because of all the confusion,
0: <laughs> but I feel like that's massive in terms of how we can identify with these people that we adore like you know for me i'm of a different wrestling generation than you from when i started but like i felt very much like you did which is kind of uh, i don't know seems silly now because i have blonde hair and i have big boobs and i have the tan and you know i fit into that 90s version of a female wrestler But at the time when I started wrestling, I was very young. I was like 19, didn't have breast implants. Uh, I got into it as a wrestler. There weren't many wrestlers back then. There was more, you know, um, models turned wrestlers. And I, I just, I didn't feel like I fit into any one box. And I really struggled with that for years. And I struggled with that my entire career until I came back as a woman as a mother as a firefighter and you know went through some pretty big traumas in my life where I'm like okay not only do I know who the fuck I am I refuse to try to identify any which way and you know I I'm I'm heteronormative and and you know what I, I feel like I feel like the basic bitch
1: of fitting in not fitting into boxes but like no, I think, I think like you and um like your generation of wrestlers, as you put it, like the women who are like, we're wrestlers first, like really laid the groundwork for women like me, who also identifies like as a wrestler first, like for us to be able to do that. Like, thank you so much. Oh, don't, please don't
0: <laughs> cry. But wow, thank you that that is that is truly uh, that that means a lot. It really does, because it's. Change is hard and being the voice behind the change in, a, in an industry that is predominantly male in an industry that doesn't love change. Like, you know, you really got to push and it's so heavily political, especially in the bigger companies that, you know, have money or whatever. But I'm so happy to have a spirit like yours in wrestling and women like you because I feel like, you know, it's it's really happening. You are being the authentic version of you. And people are identifying with it because you are the demographic. You are someone out there. Some little boy or girl can look up to you and be like, hey, mommy, that's just like me. Maybe I can do this one day. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like a a lovely, I don't want to say like, side effect but it is kind of like just like oh I didn't expect for this to happen this is lovely like on my journey of
0: being a wrestler (laughs) for sure and you were just being you but that's what makes it more beautiful is like that's just who you are and yeah it's 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 great and you recently just like within the past few months we saw you on AEW you want to tell me about that experience good bad ugly you can be PC
1: I don't care Um, I think more or less it's been going good. Okay. It's definitely, I've done extra work for WWE before, but I've never had the opportunity to do, like, a match with them or anything like that, so when I went in and did work with AEW, it was very interesting, one, to kind of see the backstage, like, this is how big the production is, like, it's so different from the indies, just the level of, like, Thought that goes into every single piece of detail. Oop, there's my nephew being <laughs> very loud. That's okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but you get to see like the production on every single level, like how much thought is put into every single thing, from like the countdown of like this is how long an entrance needs to be. Like every single thing is thought out, so that's
0: very cool. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah.
1: And recently I was able to wrestle in front of, like, I have no idea how many people it was, but it was certainly, like, the biggest crowd I've ever been in. Yay! And I've really come to learn that, like, at the end of the day, no matter how, like, whatever the scale is, wrestling is wrestling is wrestling. You get in there, there are four sides, it's a square, you've done this before, you know what you're doing, and, like, once, you, once you're in there, like, all the nerves fly away. Yeah. But I've, I've had great experiences. I think there are great people there. No, uh, no tea or shade. <laughs> Keep rolling with it. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything that the fans would
0: want to know about you that they might not have an opportunity to know without you saying, like, a weird phobia or a hobby or a superstition mm, or
1: anything about you? I really hate driving over bridges. <gasps> I do. Yeah. And... It, like, wasn't, like, a super big issue until I started wrestling. Because, like, how often am I really traveling over a bridge? True. Um, But for wrestling, you travel, like, all the time. So I'm, like, constantly just driving over bridges. I hate it.
0: (laughs) What is your fear? Is
1: it the height? Is it? Well, I actually had a dream when I was in high school that I was on. I used to be in chorus, like, choir when I was in high school. So we were on a field trip for choir, And we were all singing along, everyone's having a great time, and then, like, we were over, we were driving over a bridge, and it just, like, collapsed under us. I remember this one girl was singing, and then, like, the transition from, like, a song to, like, a screen, and that has been, like, stuck in my head. Uh, And then I woke up and I just was like banging my head on my nightstand like I was falling. I was like, oh, that's probably it. But like irrationally, (laughs) I'm still like, oh, so I like I'm not afraid of heights like airplanes. I'm fine with like jumping off a top rope. I'm fine. I I don't know. It's maybe just like so much water everywhere. Uh.
0: (laughs) I have the same irrational fear. And like I'm getting to the point where I'm like, is this some crazy like past life regression shit? Like is this how did one of my lives end like this?
1: I've also had that thought. Like, for sure.
0: (laughs) Are you into any of the woo-woo stuff that I enjoy? I
1: see you. You're wearing, like, crystal earrings, and I dig them. Yes, girl. Yeah, I am. I used to, when I first started wrestling, I used to have uh, crystals that I would put in my bra.
0: (gasps) You were a bra crystal girl. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then, like, things would happen. Like, I would change after my match. They'd, like, fall out and break. Or, like, they would just, you know. So, like, that happened too many times, and I was like... I know what I'm doing. I'm okay. So I just leave them in my bag now. Good. it's <laughs> Safer, less expensive. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I really liked having them on my being. I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, again, some people are like, oh, well, you only – it only works, like, if you think about it or, like, it's all made up. But, like, yes, if for whatever reason this – makes me and my brain feel more empowered or whatever, then yeah. why are you, you going to get in the way of it? I think there's vibrations in everything. If it's not hurting you, what's the problem?
0: <laughs> just energy. I think that's like the beautiful thing that's really come out of COVID is people really figuring out like spirituality through doing like inner work. And it doesn't have to be crystals and witchcraft and all that other stuff. But yeah. like you said, it's like people really – putting their energy first which is something that we didn't even have time for
1: before you know a lot yeah of us... I definitely think like as much as 2020 and the pandemic was awful like um, yeah. <laughs> obviously like terrible for sure um I think for a lot of people it did hit a pause button that kind of like forced us to reflect not just on ourselves but like on everything around us like the structures of the world that we live in how we're living our life so I wouldn't say it was like the worst year of my life personally but (laughs) I I, same same preface terrible
0: people died don't wish it on anyone yeah I'm a first responder it's not fun to work in however the hard reset the the time by myself the time that I like couldn't go 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 like there was so many positives to this hard reset like I'm with you I didn't have the worst year of my life actually like things weren't that different (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm like really good Yeah, so. I, well, again, if you're saying you're first responder and you're like working through it, yeah, yeah I imagine. Like, I mean, except for like again, the scale of everything. Yes, things weren't too different. But again, that's when I was in Philly. I was far away from my family and everything. So like, there was like a big hit with that. But it's all good. <laughs> it's it's good. all good. It's good. It's <laughs> good. And you said,
0: uh you know, your life kind of imploded when you were in Philly in terms of wrestling, but girl I'm seeing you everywhere like I'm really like I had been following you to uh, you know a certain degree as you had started but like I really I'm seeing you everywhere now so whatever you left back there I think it was a good thing
1: thank you yeah that's <laughs> cool I um some, somebody recently asked me like how do you feel like how did you find success in the pandemic and I was like honestly I don't know like
0: <laughs> right place right time. I, I don't know
1: what like the secret was exactly it was just like oh that was I'd been doing all the stuff I always had been, and it just kind of eventually caught up, I guess, like, hard work paid off. (laughs) So
0: you said you were in chorus in high school. What were your loves and dreams in high school? Like, did you always know you were going to be a wrestler? So I always wanted to be a wrestler. Yeah.
1: But around high school, like, I kind of fell out of it. I wasn't really watching it as much. I would tune in from time to time, um, but I wasn't, like, as all in on it as I was as a kid. That Mm -hmm. came back around in college, and that's when I was like, okay, I have to, like, follow this dream. Yeah. I actually recently found out that, like, my uncle, when I was a baby, was like, she's going to be a wrestler. That one's a wrestler. Ah, No way. Yeah. And, um, like, a lot of people in my family, like, my grandfathers and stuff, like, were huge wrestling fans. I never knew this, because my parents don't really watch wrestling. So, it wasn't, like, around, really. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, oh, so like all these other people ahead of me knew they like they had the the feeling and the sense ahead of me. That's so
0: crazy. <laughs> yeah.
1: So wow. it's just destiny. <laughs>
0: I bet. So what do your siblings think of Willow Nightingale, the wrestler?
1: I've never really asked them like what their feelings are on it. <laughs> but they haven't been like starkly against it. OK, good. So I think good. I think they're all in port. I think. Like I know my brother has definitely used me and like pictures of me and like this is my sister to like pick up chicks.
0: <laughs> I thought you
1: were going somewhere oh, sweet. No.
0: Yeah. He's used me for leverage. For yeah, girls. I'd be like, okay. oh like
1: like as like a talking point, like a way to start conversation. And I was like, you know what? If I'm helping you out that's great <laughs> <laughs> and i know like my little um, sister thinks it's cool she's also kind of like a performer-y person so okay she relates to it in a lot of ways and uh i think i think my, my older sister's really supportive sometimes it's like hard to really have those one-on-ones because she is a mother of four so yep, that's fair <laughs>
0: she's busy she's got some shit to do yeah very much so <laughs> 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 now I try to stay away from like the repetitive wrestling questions but specifically is there a wrestling move that you hate giving or you hate taking or both
1: I hate taking choke slams
0: because it's a stiff bump or
1: it's it's like I have low center of gravity heavy heavy yeah. bottom yeah. girl I feel that so like I feel like it just never looks good <laughs> because it's like picking me up you're like oh my god uh, like oh and I'm just like oh I'm sorry I, I'm so heavy down here oh I know my god. and then it's like once you're up in the air it just like sucks so bad to take that bomb yeah and I just always feel like I'm like I just like oh I'm sorry I didn't even like your move looked terrible on me so oh. i like I you know that's you know it's just fair you, yeah.
0: <laughs> we all have like a handful of moves that we're like, nah. Save that for somebody else. Yeah.
1: So that's like any move that you really like taking? <laughs> I like uh, basing people for, like, head scissors or, like, lucha stuff. Cool. Uh, I definitely think, like, basing is a strength.
0: Good. So
1: anytime I can show it off or, like, help someone else show off an ability that they don't always have an adequate base for, I'm like, yeah, I got you. So I love that. Girl, that is
0: good. (laughs) That is so good because there's always a shortage of women that can be a base. And that we need more. We need more. So that, that makes me very happy.
1: Yeah, it's like, you know, Lucha feels like dancing. So I'm like, this is, yeah, this is fun. I can't do the flying stuff. So I'm like, oh, heck yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm very looking forward to hopefully working together one day then. Yeah, that would be awesome. (laughs) That would be so cool. (laughs) Is there anyone you aspire to be like or inspires you outside of wrestling who you really identify with?
1: Hmm, there are like a bunch of people that I take little bits of inspiration from off the top of my head for whatever reason I think of Alana from Broad City which is like I don't know if you're familiar with that show which it's like she's kind of a slacker and she's kind of like flaky so it doesn't seem great but she like (laughs) she has this perpetual like enthusiasm and like vivaciousness that like really resonates with me so I kind of like pull from that I love that now did you have purple hair pre-wrestling
0: or was this like a wrestling choice
1: I have had purple hair before wrestling but when I started wrestling I just kind of like had my natural hair color really it was over the past like two years or so I was like I need to do something different. So <laughs> why not? I, I like I went blonde for like a minute. Yeah. Hot minute. Because I was like, that's cool. And um it just wasn't me. Fair. So I was like, All right, let's <laughs> let's get bright. Let's get bold. And that's when the purple came into my life.
0: <laughs> I love the purple. I love the
1: purple. Thank you.
0: I hope you keep it.
1: Like every now and then I think of changing it, but like I don't know. You always it's do so variations <laughs> of it
0: too if you got bored. Yeah. I know what it's like though. I'm like that all the time. I'm like I need to like cut my hair. I need to color my hair. I need to change something. And then as soon as I do it I was like but my hair was nice.
1: Know, like Boy, things were working that. great
0: before. Why? <laughs> so are you still side hustling in in contraband in connection with wrestling?
1: Um. So I was a piercer, like a body piercer. Interesting. Pretty much parallel, like, with my wrestling career. Um, Ah. Because when I first started wrestling, I was working at a movie theater, and then they were like, oh, you can't have weekends off. This is a movie theater. Fair. So I was like, I'll just find another job. (laughs) And uh, I walked into a tattoo shop, said, hey, do you guys need help? I was kind of doing shop, like, uh, shop help kind of stuff just sweeping taking phone calls and that kind of stuff yeah and then they were like you want to learn how to pierce and I was like hell yeah I do that's
0: awesome
1: so I I had been doing that for like years but recently I was just like very overwhelming overwhelming the amount of responsibility I was getting from the tattoo shop and Uh managing wrestling so I was like I don't think I could do this anymore so I quit Which is like very scary.
0: (laughs) I bet, yeah, because that's your safety net, right?
1: Yeah, but you know, I entered on good terms, and the door is always open for me to go back if I need to. Good, but a piece of me is like, no, we can't go back. Like, (laughs) we're going. You know, what is the expression? Pedal to the metal. Yeah, pedal to the metal in wrestling, like <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> no. I think that's good. That that's a big leap. Like you know, you're putting that positivity out there. You're making the leap. You don't have your safety net. Like it's just you in the world, you in the wrestling world. That stable, relaxing wrestling.
1: oh yeah all of those great (laughs) lovely things stable (laughs) is at the top of the list
0: (laughs) well balanced (laughs) i need to know what was the training of a piercer like because i've been pierced since i was a kid i used to have tons but like it's different in Canada. There's always like more like is there like formal training? Is it like a tattoo artist? Like, do you pierce an orange? Like what do you um, do?
1: So it's not like you go to school or anything. You become an apprentice. So you find um someone to mentor you. And for me it kind of started like, All right, I'm going to watch you pierce. And I would kind of like sit in on every piercing that my mentor would do. Okay. I would kind of learn the jewelry. I would work with the pieces of jewelry. Outside of, like, working on a person, yep. I would clean up all the stations, you know, learn about all the, like, safety and hygiene stuff, Yeah, bloodborne pathogens and whatnot. Ooh. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> all the technical stuff. <laughs> then, like, I'd start practicing on my friends, like, when my uh, mentor felt like I was prepared. Practice on my friends, have people come in knowing that they were apprentice piercings at, like, a reduced rate. And then uh, when my mentor felt that, like, hey, kid, you got this. We're taking the training wheels off. I was just piercer, and I just kind of, like, did it all on my own.
0: What was your biggest nightmare client?
1: Um, whoa, okay. <laughs> so there there are, like, two de- different ways that this can go. Because it could be, like, piercing situation that just, like, completely, like, run amok, okay. And that, like, because, you know, um, people get faint and, like sometimes people vomit or like you're dealing with blood a lot right. so there's like a lot of just like oh my god uh, everything's okay it's under control oh my god the first time someone fainted on me I was like okay. um help
0: just in your chair just like well.
1: yeah so they, luckily I had like a chair that they were sitting I've heard people be like oh I got pierced standing up I was like where did you do that that's terrible yeah uh, so yeah fortunately I've, I've never like made anyone panic I've always remained very calm in all piercing situations but I remember one time I pierced a woman's nose Mm -hmm. and generally there's like not much bleeding or if there is like it'll coagulate and like stop bleeding soon enough yeah or like you know okay cool five minutes here we clean this up you're good to go yeah I sat cleaning blood from this woman's nose from like where i was standing I, it was the sun was still up and by the time she left my chair i like watched the sun set it was like 45 minutes and it was still bleeding i was like hey i think you have a platelet platelet issue oh no i do this all the time and i've never had anything happen like this before I was like, just, just something to consider, Uh, you know, maybe go get it checked out. Holy crap. So that was like the scariest thing in terms of me being like, oh, like I, I, like I did everything right. Like, why is this happening? Yeah, of course. And you're like,
0: how does this come back on me? Oh God.
1: Yeah. So that was like, just like the most horrified I'd ever been.
0: Understood.
1: Yeah. I've been really fortunate where I have, I've never had any instances where like parents came in and they were like you pierced my child without like permission like so like because we're we're like get everything notarized like forms like this is out of my hands like make sure good consent 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 from everyone like
0: (laughs) that's a really cool job actually i I feel like you're you're a little bit of a therapist you gotta listen to people and then you see their true colors because like when the needle comes out no matter no matter what the facade is like all of a sudden they're gonna like that true like. Is it like inner child comes out?
1: Yeah, yeah. I've definitely had people who are like super cool about everything, and then the moment I have the needle in my hand, they're like, "Wait!" and they grab my arm, and I'm like, "You can't do that! I have a needle an inch from your face. You can't do that." But oh, yeah,
0: that's not good. <laughs> so, from like a personal uh, interest, how much does the septum hurt? Because I'm like considering taking out my nose ring and doing the septum.
1: Honestly, I don't think it's bad. Okay. I think it's easier than like a nostril piercing. Oh. I would go to like someone who's a reputable piercer so they'll know like the right place to pierce of course because there is like a sweet spot where it just like goes in like butter oh then you kind of feel like you got to sneeze a little bit you might tear up a little bit
0: <laughs> i don't know girl with all these covid tests i've been taking i feel like oh, I you're right. feel
1: anything <laughs> you might be like immune to that by now just like any sensation up there gone, god gone. Yeah. <laughs> i think you could rock it thanks
0: girl thanks oh you're welcome do you uh Do you you keep yours in when you wrestle? Like I've never taken any piercings out, but I do worry about I
1: keep mine in. Okay. I have a clicker. So it's it should not come out. Okay. Um, but if for whatever reason it got snagged or something, it would just like unhinge.
0: Ah.
1: Again, not super pleasant to have it yanked out regardless. Yes. But But it's a lot easier than something exactly. It's a lot Ah. safer than something that would just like tear through my Mm -hmm. nose. I got knock on wood <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like to end every episode with my 10 tailor-made questions it's a little bit of a speed round but don't feel rushed in your answers okie dokes ok name one beauty product you cannot live without mascara any brand specific or just mascara
1: um mascara in general you know what I actually i take it all back i take it all back (laughs) because i'm thinking about like what are the most important things like if i have a bare face but like yeah more than anything i think uh blush
0: Blush. i really like
1: a rosy cheek even if like my eyes kind of look a little washed out. Like I feel like a rosy cheek will just like liven me up a little bit, M- even more. The, the, the image
0: of health. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good. Good answer. I like it. What is your favorite exercise?
1: Um, I love lat pulldowns. Like back day is just generally, I think naturally uh, my strongest. So okay. lat pulldowns, I'm like, I feel so strong. Yeah.
0: Great. <laughs> so you're a back girl. Like back is like your your show off area.
1: I mean, I got a lot, I got a lot of um, coverage on everything, you know, a little layer of (laughs) blah, blah, but, but yes, I do. I do love back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is your biggest pet peeve?
1: This is like maybe a weird one. In most pop music, it's like four over four. So they're like four beats to a measure. Okay. I really like to clap on two or four, or like if I'm snapping or tapping along two and four, like naturally feels right um when people clap on one and three it drives me nuts it's not wrong like it's not like they're off beat or anything they could be on beat but if they're clapping on one and three it's just like oh i hate it
0: (laughs) what is it is it like the um just just it feels like it's it's like if you're right-handed you're using your left hand. yeah it just like
1: feels very inorganic It's like, oh, that's that's so wrong. Yeah, it's weird. And I have, I at the tattoo shop, I had a coworker who would do it all the time, and I would just be like, "Love you, Danny." Yeah, I was like, "Yeah."
0: Oh man, I really have to consider what I do. I'm gonna think about it.
1: It's like I feel like two and four is just like natural for everyone. So I I love it. Probably what you would clap on.
0: (laughs) <laughs> that's definitely the most unique answer i've had and i love it oh, thank
1: you oh, i love that
0: <laughs> <laughs> who is your celebrity crush
1: okay this one i have to think about i because okay, okay. i answered this recently on an interview and like i just blurted out the first name that came to mind i was like that's not right <laughs> at all <laughs> maybe jeff goldblum jeff goldblum interesting okay again that that Mm, that yeah. feels right right it now. It feels right right now. Yeah.
0: Good. <laughs> Moving on. What is your
1: favorite band or artist? Paramore. I <sighs> yeah. Paramore. I have two Paramore tattoos, so like yeah, absolute Love favorite. H- have you seen them live? I have, twice. I wish I like I wish I had seen them even more, but like the two times were great.
0: Were they indoor venues or outdoor venues? One
1: of each. One of each. One of them I saw at like a beach stadium, so it was like an arena, but like outdoors, like no lid. Yeah. And the other one was in Manhattan indoors. Do you
0: have a secret vice like drinking a glass of wine in the shower?
1: I definitely. I'm not like a regular drinker, uh-huh. but I'm a social drinker and I may or may not know when to stop. <laughs> So, it doesn't happen like really often, but like when it happens, I'm like, ah, oh, where's my self control?
0: <laughs> you only do it once in a while. Winning yeah. Rome. <laughs> what wrestler has the best entrance music?
1: Right now, Brian Danielson. AEW entrance music. Like every time I hear it, I just get up and want to dance. So, I,
0: that's great. I'm so happy <laughs> he's back. Yeah. What is your drink of choice? Doesn't have to be alcoholic.
1: Waterloo Seltzers. I love the black cherry. That is, that would make my day whenever (laughs) I have those. (laughs) What
0: was your most embarrassing moment in the ring?
1: Let's see. I've definitely slipped and like fell during my entrance before. Oh. But I feel like that that can't even be it. Like there's got to be something worse than that.
0: But if there's not, that's not a bad thing. Like I feel like you'll, know.
1: I know, right?
0: I'm like. You've had a wardrobe malfunction or like crapped your pants like I feel like that would come to the forefront
1: I've never crapped my pants but oh, no. <laughs> not really we anyway. can't do all the things um, you can't be an
0: overachiever you know
1: <laughs> I know I'm like wondering I'm like is there something worse and I just suppressed the memory entirely <laughs> but I I, I I guess slipping like on the way to the ring is probably it
0: that's a really hard one I find because like that sets the tone and that can be like a really hard mental one to overcome Or you're the way I think you are because we're almost birthday twins. You're January 25th. I'm January 26th. You probably think that's the funniest fucking thing in the world.
1: Yeah, I am. I'm a big goofball. So anytime I do something like that, I'm like, I meant to do that. Of
0: course. I feel like I I have not fallen yet on an entrance but i'm sure i will um and i feel like i would need help getting up from the humor in it just like i just like oh Uh now my stomach hurts
1: from laughing so much (laughs) Totally.
0: (laughs) and then i shit myself
1: oh yeah exactly (laughs) that's exactly how it goes (laughs) that was the part right after i slipped that my i suppressed like that's how it actually happened
0: the slip shit yep they'll get (laughs) you (laughs) <laughs> where can our listeners find you on the interwebs social
1: media website i am on twitter and instagram at willow wrestles uh i'm also on twitch at that name i have not had my first stream yet Ooh. but it's coming and Ooh, big release uh, yeah coming up soon <laughs> and uh willownightingale.com if you wanted to buy some merch
0: beautiful okay last question finish this lyric
1: all that i want is to wake up fine. Tell me that I'm. Alright. Yeah! And I ain't gonna die. I was like, for some reason, I want to say happy. I was like, that's not it. I was like, oh <laughs> no, did I,
0: I Did I go obscure? Was that Was that? Bad?
1: You nailed no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind letting you down these but just give it time. If it don't hurt now, but we'll just
0: wait. Nightingale really is a unique star I feel like she's holding space not only for herself but so many who need more unique imagery in the wrestling world and it makes for a way more interesting show she's talented she's bubbly she's positive and honestly just those factors alone are super contagious sometimes wrestling goes through these trends where everyone wants to be a dark gloomy character where everyone wants to be super jockey and fit and tanned but willow nightingale has uniquely and organically just been her i'm into it and i support it and truly i just like her as a human being Wrestling sometimes is secondary. We spend so much of our careers being on the road together, long drives, airplanes, and then backstage at the studios for 12, 14 hour days. Sometimes who you are as a human being truly can make or break your career regardless of talent. And I think Willow has a lot to offer the professional wrestling world. So thank you all for listening this week. And I hope as always, you are enjoying the content that Wild On brings you. You're always going to get something a little different from Wild On than any other professional wrestling podcast out there today. I could not and would not want to do this podcast without my badass punk rock girl band, the Wild On team. My right-hand woman, my queen, my sister, my best friend, my mentor. The list gets longer every week. Producer and editor, Rochelle Duras. <laughs> my marketing specialist, Madison Golshani. And our sound engineer from Superkick Studios in Toronto, Matteo. Thank you, everyone. I love you. And until next week. Stay calm and wild on.